Welcome to Bonehead <laughs> Weekly. This week we have Jessa Flux. How are you today? Hi, I'm really good and I'm happy to be here. I uh, know. I hate one of the, <laughs> I hate that question. I've actually tried to keep myself from asking that question. I have watched hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of people interview people who are much better at this than me, and they still those assholes ask that question. I don't know why. Why we just can't start having a conversation is beyond me. Uh, I've got all that out of me. Now, before we get started talking <laughs> about you, there are you told me I could ask anything I wanted. So I, I can't wait. You laid one out for me. And this is it. And this is me creeping on your social media. You ready for the question? I'm going to ask you a fantastic question. Oh my God. What's the most disgusting thing a guy ever did? I can't See? remember. Like no. when, seriously, you... when people ask me that question, stop, I'm stop, like, stop, stop. I don't really don't. I just wanted to be a smart ass. No, I wanted to be a smart ass, Chad, because she was posting on social media about her least favorite question to ever get. And that's, yeah. oh, that's the question. That's the question. So I was hoping she'd start laughing, but it didn't work. No, she was actually going to legitimately answer that. I, I mean, Go I ahead. always try to answer it, but I can't ever, like, I feel like any negative experience I've had, like, as a sex worker, like, if it's not pleasant, I just, like it's gone. Like I just file it away somewhere. So like it, I will say, okay, I can think of one thing yeah. that a guy did to me and it made me really comfortable. Um, it wasn't gross though. Like I don't, I think gross is like a loaded word. Like I don't, I don't know about that, but it was just uncomfortable. He kept jiggling my belly during a lap dance and asking me, he's like, you must work out. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, obviously okay first of all I do work out but obviously I like to eat as well <laughs> but I'm like you're fetishizing me because I'm thick but also like patronizing me by asking me like what I do to work out so it was just awkward like in I always remember that but like as far as gross people don't people are generally not gross I would well say. And I, I honest to God, didn't, that's the reason I said, stop, stop, stop. I didn't, you, I, I was not expecting you to answer the question. It was really more about just trying to make you laugh and feel comfortable because I, I were friends on social media and you were posting that and I, and it came up on my feed and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be an asshole. And that's going to be the first thing I bring up just of to, course. I'm sorry. What else did I expect? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I am nice. We are pleasant and respectful. We are that, but you are. But yeah, I'll oh, shut up, Chad. But that's I, I don't know. I seem to recall Jessa. I think is I, I think I recall Jessa called. I think it was the word asshole. It might have been butthole, but she called me one or the two. Was this the night I was drinking? Yeah, we were at the theater, and I said something smart ass about Joe, and you go, "Oh, he's just being an asshole." But that being <laughs> that being said. <laughs> She, <laughs> which by the way is one hundred percent accurate, Jessa. By the way, she she also <laughs> uh, shit because I was get she was telling me because at the time you were doing the uh, face of horror, fucking face of horror, and I is said, that what you're about to start talking yeah. about? And, and you said, yeah, everybody says no what I said was, you're the second blonde today who told me the same exact sentence. Well, either way. I don't think a blonde will want one, okay? <laughs> so. the right thing to say. I had also been drinking. <laughs> so does that make you feel better? Listen, I apologize. it's fine. I was like, no, really? No, I really thought I was going to win. Like, seriously. Yeah, no, it's great. There's several. It's amazing how many people I kind of knew. And then I met you that day that I kind of knew, but it's all right because I promised you and, and Athena bourbon. And then I forgot it didn't get to do it. And then Saturday was busy because I, I work, I do those panels. And then Sunday I was like, I don't lie to people. I'm going to take the bourbon over to them. And Athena's like, yeah, great. And you're like, I don't drink bourbon and turned around and walked away from me. <laughs> that sounds about right. Like I was so overwhelmed. So I feel like I could have been rude to people during that uh, con because I we didn't know, like that was my first time being a super traumatic, like, and we'll you know, do that in a second. That was 
I would do it again. Okay. Let me preface it with that. I would do it again with more comfortable shoes. <laughs> like the whole situation, like I had no idea we're going to be like standing and interacting nonstop. Like usually at my con tables, I'm just like sitting and hanging out and like just kind of yelling at people. <laughs> like as they walk by, I'm like, Hey, I really like that hat. Come buy a movie. <laughs> like my name's Jessa Flux and I'm an actress, you know? So I'm used to kind of being like outgoing and stuff, but like sitting. Yeah. Time. Now, my it, feet gonna, got blisters on them. Well, I was going to say too, you all were in a very tight space. That had to be a little claustrophobic there for a while. Cause there was like tons of guys just surrounding you. Like, it you was anxiety to... inducing for sure. Like for sure. And also, we've talked about this a little bit with Athena, but what I want to say, and Chad talked about this, is that Uncle Lloyd has no, never stops. No. Maybe three times, well, I'm assuming you are no more than 22. He's probably no more, he's three or four times, I know, right? He's four times your age, but he just keeps going. He is the Energizer Bunny. He was going that nine after midnight. Yeah the movie well i mean i think after he that night where he had um he tied one on that's how he described it um he definitely did not show up to the table until like noon oh really <laughs> yeah so i mean i think but i also think that he's like in the practice of like drinking and doing these cons like i don't drink as much as i used to but like whenever I did, like I could drink every freaking night, you know what I mean? And I could go out and I could party and I could get up and do it again the next day. So I think that he's just like in the practice and he's never been out of the practice of like always being on. So, you know what I mean? Like if like if you were all of a sudden a 73 or I don't know exactly how old he is. I think he's between 73 and 76. I think I looked I it think up. He's, I think he's 76 years old. Okay, so if you're a 76-year-old person and just out of the blue, you're just like, you know what, I'm going to go do a horror convention and be drunk and high and, like, have a good time, like, you would probably, like, just die or something. Like, it would just be too much. But, like, as a person that's done that his whole life, like, of course he's going to be all right with it, you know? Well, I mean, I'm for, I'm 42 and I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can do it a few weekends. So I can do it then. And I partied. We part. In fact, I was at the VIP. I was doing stuff Saturday night, but I don't know that I can do it every weekend. So. I don't think he does either. Like, I think he, he has like, maybe he does like a convention a month or less than that. Yeah. Well, when the interview's over, remind us to, we do a spot for an Australian show as well. And our Australian counterpart has a great story about him. Please remind me to tell you once I stop pushing, when I push record. Deal? Okay. All right. Will do. So, Jessa Flux, you are our guest tonight. You're an actress, but not I am. only are you an actress, you, your website, Jessa Does It All, isn't referring to anything <laughs> naughty as much as it is that you do it all in the film industry, correct? So yeah. Makeup effects, special effects, behind the camera. Yes. Well, no, I'm not behind the camera. No, I'm definitely not. I would love to be. I'm actually oh, listening to a book about or like a, about filmmaking right now by David Lynch. And I would love to cr do a movie of my own, like just just to say I did it like it would be really fun. But I haven't done it yet. Um, but I do makeup. Um, I'm learning effects. Uh, I can do hair. I started um, I did I did hair in a salon for two years. I don't work a normal job anymore, but, um, Me you know, so I have like that experience and everything, but I'm really, I love doing makeup. I still do makeup on the regular, uh, for special events and stuff like that. And I've done it for two movies and hair along with that. But, um, yeah, I do a little bit of everything and I, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So when you say that, I'm curious to know what is, is your passion is acting then? It is, yes. It, for the sure. other stuff is fun. You want to be on a film set, but your passion is acting. Yes, but I like you, like you said, I like to be on a film set because, like, I learn so much from everybody. Like, that's the one thing is like every time I go into doing another film, I try to take like three things away that I'm like, okay, well, I learned that about acting, but I also learned this about directing and like the way they were holding the camera, they called it a this or what, you know what I mean? Like I try to pick things up so that in the event that I do create my own movie, that I will half-ass know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? 
Listen, the Boneheads have made several short films and half-ass would be a compliment to what we've done. Let me <laughs> understand what you're saying. So what what was it when you were a little person, when you were a child, what was it? It was like, I want to be an actor. I want to get on the silver screen. What was it? What was it? Um, I'm a ham. <laughs> I like... I like being in front of people. I like getting all the attention. I like entertaining. Um, my experience with the stage uh, really started with dance. Um, I did, I trained a ballet, tap jazz, and then modern dance as well. And uh, I used to be really shy. Like I wasn't able to really speak in front of people. I would turn bright red. <laughs> like I, I had like I always had this like part of me that's like, I want to be on the Disney channel, but also I can't talk in front of anybody. So like, <laughs> this is awful. So I had like this juxtaposition, like constantly that like, I wanted to be an entertainer, but um, I was just so in my own head. Like I'm an only child. Like I had to entertain myself growing up. And I think that, you know, if I would have had brothers and sisters or, I mean, I was never even in a neighborhood growing up. We moved around a lot. I felt like I was never in a neighborhood where there were kids my age. So I just didn't, I'm just be honest. Like I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up. So like to learn how to like really interact with people, that's something that came for me like later. So dance was a good thing for me because it allowed me to be in front of people, to entertain them to use my body and to like express emotion. But at the same time, I didn't have to say shit and I was on a stage. <laughs> so I didn't have to like interact with anybody. But now, like as soon as I did my first movie, um, well, it wasn't actually my first movie, but my first movie recently, I did a movie a long time ago that like never was released. But um, so like, I, I really like attest my first movie to Cannibal Hookers, which is funny because I didn't say a lot in that movie, Yeah, but um. As soon as I got on that set, I looked in like a like one of my fellow actresses eyes and she was like looking up at me because I was supposed to be like the grand cannibal hooker <laughs> and like all the other hooker like hookers were my minions and they bring me like these Johns to devour. You know what I mean? And I was looking in her eyes and she she looked at me with such adoration that it like weirdly kind of like turned me on and like made me so excited to be in that moment and like I felt like the character and after that I was like I want to do this again and again and again and again and again and again forever like this is it I didn't know I could do this <laughs> like I didn't know that I could like actually embody a character and and just be in front of people and and it's it just like all the shyness and all the weirdiness and all my awkwardness just absolutely goes away whenever a camera turns on and I'm interacting with other people on a set. Like it's it's like a magic thing happens. Like I'm still a shy weirdo, but like on a set and like in front of a camera, I turn into like the character and that it's so exciting to me. It's like it's a rush. It's a turn on a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. No, I, 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 two or three things that I think that Chad and I can relate to a couple for me and then one for Chad, I'm sure. But the, there's, I, especially if we have a great interview, I won't be able to go to sleep. And if I'm on the stage at one of these conventions and it, it goes well, there's a reason why I'm out at 12, one having a good time is because it's like heroin. It's like cocaine. It's like, it's the best high on earth to make that crowd. I agree. Laugh. To make that crowd laugh and and oftentimes i can do it and it's it's a natural high. also i'm an only child like yourself <laughs> but now chad probably can speak more about the introvert part no oh, yeah yeah no i'm uh everything you said is uh is i'm 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 hugely introverted i have no social <laughs> social skills whatsoever when when i get into a room full of people i'm usually the one that goes into the corner and doesn't come out <laughs> But, but I, you know, go ahead. go ahead. No, you go, please. No, I was just saying, but some, but sometimes when I get into a conversation like this or, you know, like talking to Lloyd, I mean, granted, I had, I had questions for Lloyd. I don't, <laughs> but you know, my, my, my shyness goes away. Like I can sit there and talk usually one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I don't, I, I have a hard time getting in front of a crowd. I do. I still get like terrified um, to this day. But a lot, but I get over it. Some uh, I get over it a little bit while I'm while I'm on it. But even afterwards, I'm like, okay, back into my shell. <laughs> <laughs> Jessa, why? 
I so when I was trying to research a little bit and cite, you posted something the other day too, and I wrote on there, oh yeah, you're totally shy. Do you remember? As, as, <laughs> I don't uh, remember that, but why you don't remember like... anything? Obviously, I'm just another person to her, Chad. <laughs> There's a lot of interactions that happen for me online, yes. and I, don't, I can't remember all of them. This I'm, not just, I'm just messing with you. That being said, <laughs> I'm curious why horror. Um, I fell into it. That's that. Yeah, literally, I fell into it. Um, and now I'm, I I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I, I've worked at a club uh, in Bloomington, Indiana with a girl named Alice Winkler. I'm actually going to stay with her after this interview and we're going to the Chicago con together. Um, but she, she had done two movies at that point, two horror movies. And the way that she would speak about it was just so exciting. Like, first of all, it was situations where it wouldn't normally be in a normal movie that she was kind of describing. And so I think that was really super exciting. And then um, I kind of was like, I want to do that. And I, I tried to like hook up with her, um, the director that she had done the two movies with. And, and he had me for a small part in, um, what is it? Space Babes from Outer Space. Um, and I did a small part in that. And then I did the extras and both of them were really fun. Like it was super fun to do. And uh, then just randomly another director added me on Facebook and then asked me to be in his movie. That's, that's mm -hmm. Cannibal Hookers. And um, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like finally I get a chance to do the Alice thing. <laughs> like I was totally copying off of her, but um, I think she's flattered by that at this point, but it's, it was totally a copycat move. But yeah, I kind of fell into it because like Donald Farmer added me on Facebook and he was just like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? And I was like, does it pay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. does, I mean, pay for my time and I'll be there. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I think that um, the reason why my role was so silent in that film is I think and I'm not really sure and I I'm, I'm, haven't asked him. I think I said that I was kind of nervous about speaking on camera or memorizing the lines or something like that. Cause that was true. I was nervous about that. And then I think he made my role basically silent <laughs> because of that. Cause he basically, he like, he's so good with work strengths are or whatever they're into. He'll even like work that into the character for them. So I think that that's what he did as a favor to me. And then from there on, he started giving me like bigger roles where I was saying more and having like, now I'm like a star in most of his movies. So it's like super fun, but um, I'm glad that it started like that. Like, I'm glad that it ended up being like a silent part, like where I was like telepathically yeah. talking to my minions um, because it was like, it didn't scare me away. You know, I was like, now I really do think I could talk in front of cameras. Like I could totally do that, you know? But um, yeah, I kind of just fell into the horror genre and now I'm like super hype about it. Like, I love it. So this is so shocking to me because Chad and James and I have interviewed so many people, whether they work in film, whether it's whether they specialize in science fiction or whatever. We've had a lot of people on here who do a lot of genre. That being said, almost all of them, with you being maybe the only exception, Chad, am I wrong? No. Has has a story of oh no I was eight and I saw blank and I fell in love with that and you don't have that story. No, <laughs> no. Fascinating. You just kind no, of no. I saw the Disney Channel when I was a kid and I was so like you, I want to be on that. <laughs> like, you just wanted to be Hannah Montana. Yes, I wanted to. I still want to be Hannah Montana. Like I don't think that's ever going to go away, but. um yeah, no, I, I I did enjoy scary movies, though, like, for sure. But I, my favorite kind of scary movies is not really slashers. I do love Scream. I guess that can, that's a slasher, right? Like, technically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love Scream, but um, other than, I like pol uh, Poltergeist and, like, I like stuff about, like, dead people and spirits and stuff like that. Like, that kind of stuff scares the shit out of me. Yeah. If it's, like, a curse or, like, a ghost or like in like a like a demon i oh i love um movies where they do uh they try to bring the demon out of people what's that called exorcism exorcisms yeah i love exorcism movies so i like stuff like that uh but i ended up being in a bunch of gore movies but hey whatever whatever you know i have a good time with it well you're in 
you're, you've done you've done one in your upcoming another you're doing two you've done two exorcist movies you've did bigfoot and shark exorcist too so there you go it's what it says, it says you're in pre-production for spike yeah exorcist. no i did both of those don't get me wrong but it's not really like there's not i don't think there's is there really an exorcist in those movies i wouldn't i don't consider those exorcist movies <laughs> Like you'll have to see them. What? But, um, it's just a title to grab somebody's attention. Up. The sons of bitches are lying to us. There's there something on the poster demon. that's not in the movie, Chad. There is a demon in the shark. You know. <laughs> so, yes, but it's not like your typical like exorcism movies. Yeah. Where? Do you... And then the, and there is a demon in the guy that gets infected with like the Bigfoot demon. <laughs> that's honestly one of my favorite movies and i cannot wait till that one is released like it's completely done but um it's like you know post-production is a bitch and you never know like when the thing is going to come out but um i get to be really super funny in that and that i really like being funny <laughs> so well yeah it makes sense I, I was about to say so where you're obviously local to the area and I don't want to start talking about where you live because I'm sure you have stalkers. We all have stalkers and I don't want to be making any weirder, but <laughs> what Chad, I don't have a stalker. Well, Chad, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> yes. I back me up on this one. Yeah. It's no fun. It is. I'm fun. sure it's not. It's not. So, and I'm sure it's worse for her now. And that, I know there's, there's some stalker listening to this going, who Chad make notes. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, I, gonna stalk I need a new job. And, oh my god, bald and thin, just my time. <laughs> now, where do you so where do you shoot most of the films? Is it around the all, local area or uh all over, honestly? Like um Charlotte. I've done a couple movies and few Char movies in Charlotte. Uh mm. I've done some movies, I've recorded some movies in Lexington, uh Louisville. What? She didn't Nashville. tell us she was here. Yeah, I, I've done, I think, three movies in Lexington. Yeah. that My first, I mean, Cannibal Hookers was shot in, in Lexington, Kentucky. Where was it shot at in Lexington? I have no idea. It was my first time ever being in Lexington. So I was like <laughs> an hour late. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it was awful. Because uh, I was trying to drive there from Evansville and then all of a sudden in this road there was this huge like puddle of water that like i tried to drive through and i was like my brakes are gonna go out like i was like could have opened the door and got water into my car like it was so bad so i had to turn around and try to figure out another route and i'm terrible at directions and i'm terrible at driving so i ended up being an hour late and i was really embarrassed and never again will that happen but that was awful she was also let me go ahead and say she's terrible with directions she's also how many times will we explain what time this interview would take place um okay so i have an issue with time zones like i cannot figure them out like most <laughs> I, it's like it's like plus one or minus two and then i'm like what like i just cannot do time zones yeah well, so Chad yeah i will ask you a million times i'm like so and then i came to louisville and that's where i'm at right now and like i was like i have no idea did the time it, it changed so my iCal says that it's at 9 30 now and i'm like i let me just make sure i don't know well, well, <laughs> i finally smartened up and said what time is it where you're at <laughs> right Yes. And I was like, oh, it's the same time. I will see you in two hours. Great. Perfect. So yes, much. and here I am. I was just giggling about it. I was trying to get my kid to sleep when we were messaging back. And <laughs> what time is it where you're at? And when this is out, she is not going to be in Louisville, you crazy stalkers. So don't even try I to go. Won't. I won't be. Now, have you thought about... She'll be in Wyoming. She Yes. <laughs> go. Go to Wyoming. <laughs> go all the way. to. Actually, Wyoming is very nice. Like now, right in the middle. <laughs> that's actually the right in the right no it's more towards the top is where doesn't matter chad where the i'm trying to send all the creeps to wyoming they don't have enough of but them. have you been to wyoming we need to get back to jessa all i've right. never been to wyoming i've never been to wyoming either it's pretty they, there's a reason why they call it big sky country it's really nice anyway <laughs> back to what i was saying when do you make the big move or are you going to stick it out in indiana 
You know, three people have mentioned to me recently because I'm dealing with something like a housing issue right now with my landlord. He's a he's a slumlord. I'll just be honest. And uh, I didn't have a problem with it because I'm like, if I'm late on my rent, <laughs> I mean, it's like, what's he going to do? You know, he doesn't fix anything and it's fine. Uh -huh. Like, I didn't really care, but uh, somebody reported him and now he might lose all of his properties. So I may have to move and I've lived in the same apartment my entire adult life. Like <laughs> all six months, all three months. Okay. Three months. Like but no, seriously, I've never moved. Um, I love where I, I wanted to buy the building, but I don't have that kind of money because like who does, you know, to buy a whole building, but like, uh, I I'm going to end up having to move is what the, the whole point of this story is. And I don't know where I'm going to go. And I've had several people just say like, this could be an opportunity for you to like go to Chicago or for you to go to a bigger city where you have more opportunities. But like, I feel like living where I do is so convenient because the, the price of living isn't crazy. I can travel and still afford my rent. I can, I can do so many things and, and not feel like, I mean, it is kind of getting dangerous where I live, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the universe is telling me to move, but I don't know where or why. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to go to L.A., Why? but I do want to continue to act. I, I just don't I don't know what the next step is quite yet, but I'm figuring it out. Well, now no, you can't I, move to Wyoming because I've thrown them off your trails. You can't, <laughs> can't go to Wyoming. Yeah, not Wyoming. Yeah. So why not L.A.? Uh, LA seems like it's too crazy. I don't know. Like, it's just like, first of all, the price of living, like, it is I, I make most of my, in I mean, like I do movies and I get paid for those, you know, thankfully, but that's not, that's not enough to pay my rent and my rent's pretty cheap. So, you know, like, and I try to do a movie a month, like that was my goal for the year. So like, I'm still making money at it, but I, like what is the rent in LA? Like that's like freaking thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't imagine you making that work. You and, plus you, and then you also got air pollution and Scientologist. <laughs> well, we're pretty polluted where I live, but there's no Scientologist. <laughs> yeah. You don't think I've ever been to Evansville. So I have. Have you really? Yeah. Now you you're ready to make that big move, but you haven't quite figured out how you're going to do it and what you're going to do. I'm curious, have you actually taken any acting classes? Well, I, no, no, I haven't taken like any acting classes as an adult, like uh, growing up, like I was always, I participated in musicals, yeah, musical dance and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I took drama all through high school, but, um, and I'm reading a lot of books on, on theater and acting right now. But I have not officially taken an acting class. <laughs> I can't, damn it, my microphone went silent for a second. So, well, I, also, you talked about something on social media. And sorry, as we're trying, I wasn't trying to <laughs> stalk you, but I wanted to make sure that I understood you a little bit before we got into it. If you've noticed, we've actually tried to ask questions that are a little more deeper. So I was just curious because you say, and you were trying to give advice to other folks who are doing, for the most part, almost low budget, no budget, right? Film. Yeah. Still get paid. Don't do it for free. Yeah. You want to talk about that for a second? Because I thought that was not only not only empowering, but a really good message that you steal your time. You may not get paid a lot, but you still should get paid for your time. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, especially as an actor... Um, I take a lot of time to like develop my character. Sometimes, depending on what the um, production can provide, sometimes I'm providing my own clothing for the character. There's just so much that goes into it. And I work with a acting coach with my um, lines and I really, I try to, I just really try to bring that character to life. So it's not that I'm just using the days that I'm on set. Like I'm starting work on a role at least a month before I'm on set and I'm working on it a little bit every day. So there's a lot of time that goes into that. And like, I can't imagine people that are like doing that for free, like absolutely nothing. Like, you know, like 
for the experience. Like, I, I don't quite understand that. Like you should at least get a, you know, I don't know what the minimum should be. I mean, everybody should, uh, you know, come up with their own, what they're worth and everything. I have a daily rate that I expect to be paid. And, and that's what I ask for. Sometimes I get paid more and I'm like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's awesome. And then sometimes like I, like if the, if the role is convenient, if I'm going to be in that area of the country, you know what I mean? If they're, if they're paying for my flight and hotel, whatever, like I'll be like, okay, so I'll take a little less per day. I mean, like, I'm not like completely firm in my, my rate. Like I'm willing to be flexible, but like, I just don't understand people working for absolutely free. And I think that that'll burn you out. Like if you're doing anything for free, like if you're DJing, like if you're a DJ and you're just doing gigs for the, you know, two free drinks, like you're not going to DJ for very long and you're not going to develop your craft and you're not going to get any better because you're going to get burnt out because you're just doing the most for absolutely nothing. So I just, I don't understand that personally working for free, but I mean, like, I'm not going to like shame anybody do for doing it either. Cause some people, I mean, like if, David Lynch came out of the sky and offered me the perfect role. And he was like, but I can't, I can't pay. <laughs> I feel like, you know, hmm. <laughs> like I, I probably would do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say like, never is never. If the role was absolutely perfect. And I think it would change my life and, and change my craft and maybe put me on the map in a different kind of a way, then yeah, maybe. But I don't think that's what people are getting. They're just working, doing anything for free. And I just think that's silly. That's the reason why we're we suck at bonehead, Chad. Yeah, you never made a damn dime. No, not a one, not I a nickel. Want, I want to support you a little bit because the first time someone handed me cash for what I do at the panels and conventions, here's what I say: it it makes you a professional. Yes, and for sure. I tend to not show up for not for free anymore. Oh, no. And yeah. I think that's also because um, I'm a professional. Yeah, I will. Right. Be, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm going to be prepared. Yeah, I'm going to know everything. We're going to take care of it. Everybody's going to have a good time. You just tell me who, where, when. And it's done. You never have to worry yeah. about me again because I am a paid professional. Right. Does that sum it up for you? At least that's how I, I, so. I mean, like, I you know, there's a lot of flaky people in the independent film world where I've been on sets and people came the first day and they didn't feel like coming the second day. So they didn't come yeah. back. And I'm like, well, how much are you paying them? And then everybody goes silent. Like maybe that person wasn't getting paid. And it's like, how do you want people to show up for you if you're not giving them a little something? I'm not saying like give them a million dollars. You know what I mean? Just give them something for their time. And, you know, make it worth their while. But that's why people don't show up a lot of times. Like, could you imagine like somebody paying me for a role in advance and then I just didn't get on the airplane? Like I would never like because then I'll never get a role for the rest of my life because people that will get around. Like yeah, I, I would never. Over. Yeah. Yeah. We, we trade on our reputation, especially <laughs> in this business like this and like this. If we do something wrong, if we say the wrong thing, if we treated you like crap, you wouldn't do the show, nor would you tell anyone else to do the show. Right. Exactly. No, I completely get it. And you're right. When you pay, you're a professional. And I un completely understand. So when I read that comment, it was drawing down because I knew we would be talking about this is something that I really admire about you, that you were telling other people who are also maybe young, want to be actors, going into it that, yeah hustle but get paid because mm -hmm. the people pay you are probably going to treat you better and with a little bit more respect than the people who don't that's true because they're going to respect your time a little bit more especially if they're paying you by the day because they want to get this shit done <laughs> yeah they do they do so do you mind if i read off a few of these titles because i just love them oh please do all right here I want to, so hold on. What was the one shit? I had it just here. It was, oh, damn it. It wasn't Satan lives the rise of the, okay. Let's talk about this one. Satan lives the rise of the Illuminati hotties. Which Illuminati That's, hottie are you? I am the Illuminati hottie. Thank you. Holy shit. Of course you are. You are the <laughs> 
that is a really fun movie. Um, I did that in Tampa, Florida with yeah. my friend um, Sean Donahue. He's the director. And uh, I had contacted him because he was like the year prior that he was looking for like somebody to do a Marilyn Monroe impression. And, and um, that's like a thing I do. So I was like, I can do that. And he's like, well, you're not local, you know, <laughs> like I'm not going to fly you out for a one day shoot. And I was like, okay. But he did. He ended up getting con in contact with me again, and he offered me a role in that in that film. And it's it's almost done. It's almost edited. Hopefully, it'll be out by next spring. But it's a very, very tongue in cheek like script. It's very. It knows what it is. It's very silly. There's titties. Like it's it's a good time. Like um, a I love good that you just nonchalantly go and there's titties. Yeah. I mean, listen. I know. <laughs> I know the kind of actress I am. <laughs> like I'm not like mad about it. But I mean, I do some more serious stuff too, but I do have some great knockers. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> chef's kiss. Like, they're pretty good. But, um, Chad, so, I have, Chad and I do not know. So, but you, so you just keep telling us. I promise you. I swear to you, they look pretty decent. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a good, it was a good time. I, you I remember I, me, remember me talking about Michelle? <laughs> you're like going into it you're going to so the difference is is chad will get embarrassed and i'll be like "Woo, let's talk about titties <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no like i had such a good time on that that set that like i'm really good friends with sean now i'm splitting my table uh for days of the dead starting tomorrow with him he split his uh con table with me twice now and i wanted to like you know give back give an exchange you know what i mean and we're talking about doing several conventions together next year because we have a really good time together like i help him sell his movies he helps me sell my movies and like we go and we have really good food and we go to strip clubs and we have we just have a party like we have a good time and he's like somebody i would be friends with if he lived in my area you know what i mean like i'd be like i'm gonna be friends with that guy for sure but yeah. that's a great movie i can't wait for people to see it hold on no judgment but chad and i both work in higher education and when uh -huh. we are not at our office and you say, well, let's go out and party. The first place I do not want to go to would be my office. So my question is, why are you, <laughs> why would you want, do you want to go hang out at a place where you already may work in another one and go see another one? The strip club? But it's not, it's not my office, you know? Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it's like, oh, great. You've seen them. I, I have this whole thing about anyway we'll talk about it after this was my whole opinion about the strip clubs is like oh my god there's breasts and then five minutes later you're like reality sets in and you go and they just want the money and what am i doing here and you walk out that, i know i like that i like that i mean obviously i work in the environment so maybe i respect it a little bit differently than you do but I like that I pick a girl that I like and I'm just, I, you know, for sitting with me, I'll just give her a 20, like every couple songs, you know what I mean? Just, and yeah. she's hanging out and like, and like, it's, you know, you can go to any bar in any place in the world and I would just sit there by myself, but at a strip club, I don't have to make an effort to talk to anybody. Those girls are coming to me and I'm going to pay them to sit there and stay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm going to have a good time. And I just love that. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like you're giving them money to hang out with you. But at the same time, did you make an effort? <laughs> like, did you go and like have to start off the conversation on your own? No. I never you thought know? of it that way. That's yeah. That's They're, they bring the party to you. Like you don't have to do, you don't have to be the life of the party. Like you just all of a sudden you receive this attention and yeah, you got to pay for it, but it's, it's a good time. I like it. I like the exchange. That's fascinating. I never thought of it. Thank you for it. I never thought of it that way. All right. Let's talk about Shark Exorcist 2. It's in pre-production. <laughs> I'm hype about Shark Exorcist 2. Here's um, my question. Do we need to see Shark Exorcist, Exorcist 1 or will we be lost? This is a no. joke that boneheads make often. It's like I no. could not watch the fourth Sharknado. I needed to watch the first three so I would not be confused. No, no, you do not have to watch uh, Shark Exorcist 1. Um, it is very silly. Again, it knows what it is. And I play a girl that is obsessed with figuring out a way to get somebody to take her to Destin, Florida. Like she, <laughs> she knows that that's where the that's where the rich people are at. She knows that, that that's where it's fancy and they got the most beautiful beaches. And she 
she's a hustler and she's going to figure it out. And it's very funny. And I get, I mean, I love the parts that I play where I just get to be silly. You know what I mean? Like comedy, I feel like I got good timing, you know what I'm saying? So like, I like to do those parts. That is hilarious to me. Have you been to Destin? Yeah, actually. Yeah. I have too. I, that's where this this per, this character you're playing. I want to have a conversation with her. Take her to the side. <laughs> <laughs> she, All right. Ready. All right. So that was hilarious. Debbie does demons. Okay. Yes. That one's coming out for sure. And uh, I play the demon. <laughs> you're not Debbie. I'm not Debbie. No, my good friend Angel Bradford is Debbie. She it's a she has like a horror um show on uh public access channels or whatever. Like yeah. it's like that kind of show and then she does like uh paranormal paranormal investigations. And uh the people that I am basically haunting or terrorizing, they go to her for help because I am, I am, they summon me and I'm a 300 year old witch, but I'm also like, I'm more than a witch. I'm not a demon. Like I, I have this whole like spiel, like that I say, it's really cool. And uh, all of a sudden I turn all her friends, they turn into these little demon puppets that were phenomenal. <laughs> like the whole process was amazing. And I'm really super excited about it. Just give me a little taste of the spiel, just a little taste. I don't, I mean, I don't remember stuff past like the shoot date, but like I get to speak in this old timey, like old Englishy talk. And that was really fun. And I'm topless throughout the entire thing, except for one scene. <laughs> there you go. So you're a topless demon and they're trying to kick you out. Yeah. They're like, we don't, well, cause I'm turning all her friends into like demon puppets. <laughs> yeah. But you're a topless demon <laughs> trying to kick you out. See previous. She's the Matilda May Fair. of our generation. Matilda May of our generation. Matilda May, if you well, of her generation, because yes, if you've ever seen a movie called Life Force, she is topless and naked through the whole movie. It's directed by Toby Hooper. Message me later. We will educate you through the history of horror on this one. You will love it. For sure, you will love it. It is, and bad. that was a compliment, Jess. By the way, Just thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Chad and I had a huge crush on Matilda May when we were young. I, I still have a huge crush on Matilda May. All right. So I'm trying to find the other one that I thought was just hilarious. And well, I it's uh, it's this one's a trauma one. So I'm assuming the secret of Cuck Island is because of your work with with trauma. Uh, yeah, I got linked with them because I did a part for uh, the curse of the were deer. I'm just a stripper. Like I'm just a stripper in the background. It's a small part. But it was really fun, and everybody was super professional on that set. And I got paid really well. So uh, they asked me to do uh, a part for The Secret of Cuck Island. And I'm actually just at the beginning. I'm I'm a, a random, like, hot girl. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, I'm a random hot girl that the main guy hires to do an intro for his YouTube show. So I just say, like, the weirdest shit in a country accent topless imagine that <laughs> yeah with a pair of underwear on that have like a bald eagle on the crotch and then it's american flag everywhere else an american flag <laughs> cowboy hat and white cowboy boots <laughs> <laughs> this is really fun you talked about the wear deer when you were when we did the panel i don't know if you remember this or not oh yeah um yes i do because uh it was so funny because Lloyd kept saying I was the star of that movie, but I'm definitely not. It's Nadia White. <laughs> like Nadia White's the star. I don't think he, sometimes I just like, I don't think he really knows what that movie's about. He also said it was about, um, it was anti-hunting. Yeah. He was going off yeah. about that. Well, he's a vegetarian, you know, so he's yeah. pretty serious about like not harming animals, but I just thought that was so funny. He's like, she's the star of the curse of the were deer. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> No, Nadia White's definitely the star. And actually, she was really, really super cool to meet, like, because I've been following her for a really long time. And uh, I was kind of a little bit starstruck meeting her. And she's really hot. Like, she's just as hot, like, in real life as she is on the gram. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. But so the Bigfoot exorcist, what you're telling me is there's not really an exorcist in this. Well, 
No, but I will say that I birth a demon baby. Ooh. Like on a kitchen floor. Whoa. Yeah. What's that got to do with the Bigfoot? Um, you know, you'll have to see it. Like, I feel like I, I don't want to give it away. Like, no, I'm not taking anything away. I, I really, I, I'm having a good time with this, and I'm having because you get so excited and and you light up. By the way, when we when you start talking mm -hmm. about your parts, which is really nice to see, you get really excited. So, I, I, so all right, if you won't tell me about the demon Bigfoot, what you've got <laughs> to tell me about is murder size. So, as a tubby fucker i probably need to do more exercise but i'm afraid <laughs> that it will turn into murder murder size i get to be funny in that too and i'm super excited about it um it's like an 80s kind of slasher that is based around they're making a aerobics film and uh they're fighting for the girl who gets the cover first i'm the girl who gets the cover of the film um because i'm like the main girl and then uh then they're they're fighting each other to to get my place on that and one girl really takes it too far and she just starts you know knocking them off she's just like fuck this i don't like the way you're talking and it's like <laughs> it's a really it's an interesting movie and i just i think that one's probably going to be the one that i'm released in like the next year like that one is going to be fucking phenomenal plus um let me just say somebody who uh supported the campaign bought all of our leggings and leotards that we worked in the hottest heat it was like a it was a heat wave in um sacramento that weekend that i filmed that and uh when we got to the studio that we were recording in they didn't have the air on okay and yeah. then one on set you know you can't turn the air on because it's loud and it's gonna ruin the sound so we're just sweating our asses off and somebody bought those leggings and those bodysuits that we all were dying in like i mean it was at one point i thought i was i thought i was gonna pass out <laughs> like i thought i was gonna die it was awful was it part oh of the kickstarter for them to be able to buy the shit no no, uh, the person like contacted, dirty underwear kind of thing or what? I don't understand. Uh, the person that was interested in these these uh, spandex outfits that he directly contacted the director huh. to, and he said, "I'll you know, I guess the director named a price and he paid it uh, to help out with the movie and he got all of our used gear and then I think somebody else uh, did the same thing with the the Reebok uh, high tops. Really. I, th I think Joe, this is a fetish thing. I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, yeah I think yeah. so. I mean, yeah, it what, seemed like Joe was lost there, so I was like, Joe, this is a fetish thing. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Is it, <laughs> what I was about to say is everybody's got their kink. Is actually what I was about to yeah, say. Yeah. I couldn't try to get it out of my head. It was kind of <laughs> clicking there. So, <clears throat> I named off a bunch of these. I'm curious which one would which one has been your favorite part. My favorite part uh, would yeah. be I played a therapist in Deadly Dealings. Uh-huh. And, Dr. Um, Lee Ann Hart. Yes! Yes, that's me. Um, and I got to be like a Southern Belle, like an educated Southern Belle. And it was, I put like the most work into that character because I can do a Southern accent because I'm like from Boontucky in real life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I can do that, but it sounds sort of like there are so many different ways to do a Southern accent and to do an educated Southern accent is a whole different thing than to do white trash Indiana Southern accent, you know? So I did a lot of research on how to speak and also the characters or the, the real life people that um, Adam Freeman, the director wanted me to embody. He was like, I want you to look like Anna Nicole. <laughs> I want you to, I want you to behave like your Dolly Parton and I want you to wear blue sparkly eyeshadow and I want you to be this educated doll of a mother figure in, in this role. And I was like, he actually gave me more food for thought as far as that role goes than any other director has ever done for me. And I think it really turned out well. Like, I think he really got, got the, like, the juice out of me you know what i mean like i really got to perform that and and i'm really proud of it and my mom actually even saw that movie usually i'm not usually sending links to movies that my 
you know, to my mother um, <laughs> to see of the stuff that I've done. But I was really, I was excited for her to see. I was like, did you watch it yet? You know, I was like, have you seen this? It's freaking amazing. So um, I'm super, super happy with that character. And I can't wait till that movie comes out too. Yeah, the movie also has Dixie. Is it Gers, Gears? I don't know how to say her last yeah, name. Gers. Uh, big, big Ethel, Big Fat Ethel. I hate saying Big Fat Ethel, but it's, it's, that's the character, right? That's the one. Yeah, that's the character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I'm real. I'm I'm excited to watch it. I think I I will definitely watch that one. Where can I watch it at? Is it streaming on anything? It's not streaming yet. Um, he Adam Freeman is getting together everything to make some copies, some like Blu-rays for us to sell. Um, and he's getting distribution. So you know how that goes. I don't know if yeah, you know how that goes. That's, that's the bitch of it. Making yeah, the movie is the easy is part. Selling it's the hard. It's the whole rigmarole of like, like he had to get us all to sign new releases and everything. So it, it's been a challenge, but um, that is completely done. A lot of people saw it because it was in a film festival just recently around Halloween. And so we had a link that we could share. But of course, after the film fest, it was like taken yeah. down. But it's a it's it's a hell of a movie. And it's it's Adam's first movie. And I've seen a lot of people's first movies. I've been in a lot of people's first movies. And they're not they're not it. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got to have a first so they can have a second and a third and get better. But he did a hell of a job. And I think, you know, he he's an actor. But I think that he should really stick with this like directing thing, because I mean, he really, like I said, he got me to play a role. He he pulled that character out of me, like by giving me all this like food for thought. So I think he should really continue with directing and, and writing because he's phenomenal at it. Uh, yeah. That, that, so I'm curious to know what is, and I know we've had you on here for about an hour or so, but I'm curious to know what is that dream role of yours? Oh, God. Um <laughs> Can I do like fan fiction? Can I say that? Whatever the yeah. hell you want. We are your, you are our guest. We are your host. You say whatever you comes to your heart. Okay. So the truth of the matter is I would love to do Twin Peaks fan fiction. Because you're a huge <laughs> Twin Peaks fan. I, I loved your jacket that you had on because you did a whole costume change. Yeah. You, you have one costume. And then when I saw you again, I didn't even know who you were at first, but I, because that jacket was absolutely beautiful. And I said, I'm a Twin Peaks fan. And I couldn't tell if you were just really stoned or really drunk or still mad at me for saying <laughs> you're the second blonde who said that to me today. I think all those things are true. And that's okay. I, no, I, I think that I was stoned. I think, to, let's just be honest <laughs> about it. I think I was like, what? No, I think I was excited. I think I remember you saying that because I, I just have like, you know, like those targeted ads on Facebook. Well, one of them was that Twin Peaks jacket. And it's like, it was nice. I, the embroidery, Beautiful. it turns inside out. It's like one thing on one side and another thing on the other. It's so cool. And it wasn't like as expensive as you would think for something that fucking phenomenal. And it, the, that Facebook targeted ad got me. Like, and mm -hmm. I, I remember I was up late in, um, in uh, Lake Tahoe and it, I saw that and I was like, and purchase like i just got that right away like i was like no problem but i would love to play laura palmer like the first time i saw twin peaks i was going through a really hard time like somebody just said you really need to see twin peaks and it was on youtube at the time like somebody actually ripped copies from vhs tape so it had like that little vhs little like lines in it and stuff and they put it on youtube and it, and it survived for a while and uh I watched it and I was just like completely sucked into that world. And it, it, it's a, it's a phenomenal piece of art. Like it's, it's great. Like I love it. And um, I love because like Laura Palmer, she was so many things. She was a sex worker, you know, she was, uh, she was a student, a straight A student. She was doing the wheel, the meals on wheels. She was um, I think all, probably cause she was on Coke, you know, <laughs> like she was like, being able to do all this stuff but like she was so many things to so many different people in the world she uh assisted uh, a child that well he wasn't a child he was 25 but he remember the um audrey's brother like she was uh she helped tutor him so she did all these things for so many people but like it was like she was running away from herself like and i kind of identify with that especially at that time when i saw it it was just like oh whoa <laughs> like ooh, this is me <laughs> you know like i totally get this and so I would love to be able to play her in some some way, shape, or form. That'd be a lot of fun for me. 
no that's absolutely yeah no we're we're twin peaks fans i actually even loved the new season that was on showtime i actually liked it quite a bit i did too it was just not what was i don't think i don't it wasn't what people expected so there's a lot of people that don't like it but it's david lynch it shouldn't be what they expected oh no he david lynch is gonna twist you around and break your back you know what i mean like he's not gonna give you exactly what you want <laughs> like no. no way so this is what the ending means to me when he goes in, in the alternate universe and what that's all right chad so if you it. notice i took my headphones out i haven't seen that's it so i don't want to ruin the ending <laughs> oh, well, i'm on, assuming chad, joe's put saying that put it back talking. in put it back in i'm not going to tell you put it back in put it back in okay i will give you the thumbs up when i'm done okay okay so here's if spoiler alert still keep on listening if you haven't seen the ending of twin peaks i think it, what it means to me is that she's doomed no matter which all universe she's in yeah that's what i got okay for sure but I yeah. so everybody's bitching about the ending, and then they're like, "What?" But to me, it was very. Um, it's just no matter what she does, if she lives, she becomes this. If she dies, she's this, forever frozen. They look like two face. hanging testicles. <laughs> so, shut up, Chad. <laughs> I was just curious because I don't have any. There's not a lot of people I can talk about with this. So I was asked, curious about your opinion about it. Oh, no, I definitely agree. I think that it was a, a situation where no matter what would have happened, she would have she would have had a, a shit outcome. Now she was alive still, you know, like but she's also and, a murderer. Yeah. So, I right. mean, and completely the, the, the demon of Bob or whatever, the 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 evil that men do. It was going to get to her no matter what. And I right. feel like, you know, she put up a good fight, you yeah. know, but. It was going to get to her no matter what. And I think that, you know, there's that. I think there are people like that in this, you know, real world where it's like um, they could have had a completely different upbringing. There's people that had awful upbringings. There's people that had great upbringings. They all turned out bad or they all turned out. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes it's like the cards that you're dealt is what is just going to happen. Like that's I, I'm not saying that, you know, destiny is real or anything like that. But there might be a little piece of it that's real, you no, know? Because I agree with you. And my, uh, the point, Chad, you can do this now. Hold on. Let's take <laughs> Lost Highway. That's a great film, huh? <laughs> I actually love the Lost Highway soundtrack. I love it. So uh, I always think, and I truly think this about most people, even no matter how good you think you are, I think you're just the right one or two things happening to you in your life to murder someone. Oh, for sure. Just the right one or two. I had a nightmare about that the other day that it's like, I'm a hoarder for sure. Like I could, I might be able to be on the show. It's like that bad. Um, that's not disgusting. I just have a lot of stuff. Look behind I mean, me. It's well organized. Your hoard is well organized. Oh, Mine yeah, is not. Unique. <laughs> so I'm going to try to go through all my stuff and get rid of it. But I had this nightmare that when I was blackout drunk at some point in my life, I murdered people and I took souvenirs, even though I was blackout drunk. And while I was cleaning out my hoard in the dream, I found these souvenirs that brought it all back to me. And I was like, oh, my God, I killed those people. Like, what the hell? And then I was like, oh, my God, now I remember where the bodies are. And I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to dig them up and move them. <laughs> like, I mean, it was awful. It was the grossest dream oh, that I've man. ever had. And it scared the shit out of me. Um, and that's why I want to, like, kind of rid myself of things. But, uh, yeah, I think that any, like, there's so many, like, I used to be such an awful person. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, I used to be such a mean, terrible, vengeful, angry person. And if I would have continued down that path, I don't know what would have happened. Like, I know that within myself, I'm capable of really good and I'm capable of really bad. And I think that everybody is. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, with that, there is a couple of things I forgot that we haven't asked. Chad, we haven't asked, how did she actually get, how do you get the gig to be a Tromet hanging out with Lloyd? Um, through, since I had done, uh, since I did Curse of the Were-Deer, I met a guy named Ben, and he they were looking for people, and I'm kind of close, so they were like, hey, you want to do this? But let me tell you, that was the one of the probably the hardest job I've ever had. Like I had no idea that I was going to have to be on that much and then then do the, you know, introduction for the movie later that night. I was I was spent <laughs> after that weekend. And I didn't even really get to look at other people's like con tables to see what they were offering. 
And by the time we did close down early on Sunday, by the time we had that opportunity, my feet were so blistered. I was like, I am going home. Like I am not sticking around any longer than I have to. People ask us all the time. I was like, oh, do you have a good convention? And I always say, yeah, it's work though. Yeah, I, it is. I don't get to, we don't get to hang out or look around. We get to hang out at night for some of the parties and whatnot. But a lot of times you can see me hiding if uh, for another person that I do another show for had a table there, if you'd walked by a couple of times, because I don't get as much attention as you do, but there's people who know me and who want to talk, you could see me behind his table setting and behind the booth with a bottle. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying to hide sometimes it's lovely. Oh, yeah. Have to talk to somebody for the few minutes and I'm outgoing and an extrovert. So I totally get it now. Before we go, Jessa Flux, you want to talk about your website? Jessa does it all. It's all there. It's all there because I do it all. Um, Yeah, you can go. You can find all my socials. You can find my OnlyFans. Please support because <laughs> the more you support, the more I don't have to work a regular job and the more I can do these <laughs> acting roles. So please do if, if you're um, interested in that kind of thing. Um, And then you can also back my movies. Any movies that are... Uh, have any go-go's that are active I always list those on there so people can uh, pre-order copies of the movie or they can just you know support the movie that I'm about to be in you know the more I garner support for the movies the more likely people are going to hire me again yeah. I mean other than doing a good job and showing up and all of that but I mean it all goes together so please you know if if you have the means please support the movies that I'm in and support me but yeah you can follow me on all my socials just go to jessadoesitall.com and find it all there last question what's Can't the wait. best thing about your life what's the best thing about my life um your favorite thing I, about your life favorite my thing. favorite thing um gosh two things come to mind i sleep a lot and i love it <laughs> <laughs> i um, sleep like 12 hours a day <laughs> chad and i do yeah. know if if left to my own like devices, like I will sleep 12 hours a day. I can live on six hours, but it's not my favorite. Um, and I like my nose. <laughs> okay. So you were, and I don't think I'm being too sexist by saying you were very fond of your breasts earlier. Oh yeah. They're pretty good. You're very proud of them, but now we're going to your nose and I, I don't know that I, but yeah, it's a lovely nose, but why your nose? Um, I've just always loved my nose. Like <laughs> from a, from a young age, uh, I really love the little curve it has right here in the bone. I love that. It like, kind of like, whoop, like swoops up. There's like a little, it's like a little button nose. Mm -hmm. I feel like people, you know, they should take pictures of me into their plastic surgeon and get their noses modeled after mine. Like I have a great nose. Yeah. I was gonna say, I've got the Walter Matthau nose. What's yeah. that? <laughs> it's an actor. Oh. Or grumpy old man. You look him up, you'll go, holy shit, that's Chad nose. I'm gonna look <laughs> but um, okay, so but in all seriousness, my favorite thing about my life is that I'm allowed to be creative. Like I've always seen myself as an artist growing up. Like my first love was creating, um, making like doing paintings and drawing and then dance and then now acting. And I've just always been one to make it work. Like I've always had a creative way about me and I've, I've barely had a real, real job. Like, you know what I mean? Like a, a stereotypical, like nine to five type of job in my entire life. And I've been able to do that. Like, and, and I just love that I have the space to be creative in my life. And, and it's what makes my wheels turn. And I just, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? Like I tried working at a salon for a couple of years and it was fucking hell. Like I hated it. Excuse me for cursing, but it was awful. You it was the worst. Like it was literally talked about tits for 10 minutes. I think you can say fuck. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I get to be creative and uh, I feel like a lot of people, uh, they envy that about me, you know, that people in my world, they're like, how do you like, how have you gone this long? And you never really had a job. And you know what I mean? Like you get to explore your creativity and, and take time away and like, and, and make space for those types of things. And it's because, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, like, there's so many people that are like, I wish I could do it acting. I'm like, well, you can't <laughs> like, you know, like, I didn't think I could either. If anything you want to do, you just got to start doing it. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. 
you know, your first painting is not going to be the best. Your first uh, like film is not going to be the best. Your first podcast is not going to be the best. But what? Oh is, yeah, no, we know. <laughs> uh, I have a podcast too. It's awful. Like, <laughs> like it's a lot of fun, but it's terrible. You know. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you're willing to do some work, not the work or the all the work. If you're doing, if you're willing to do some work, you you can make anything happen. Like anything. That's like that's the beauty of the universe. You know what I mean? We all are the center of our own universe and we can make anything happen that we want. And, and I am a living example of that. And I love that. And I think that's a beautiful way. James Thomas is getting on now. The damn thing's over with. You want to hold <laughs> a half a second to give him shit. Just start cursing at him. As soon as the audio starts and this, what in his picture, make fun of his picture, please. Cause we've made fun of, see it. Where's the, it's, I don't... It's, hold on now start jessa start he's on now um what the fuck like the show is over the show is over how are you we... gonna just show up now dollar light my... or dollar short daylight my power on my phone is zapped like we're we're gone we're leaving bro perfect my timing is always excellent I, i've done a great job I'm, I'm i've managed to pull it off once again have a great <laughs> night Welcome yes. to the show. <laughs> yes, Flux, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for being on Bonehead and taking an hour. We appreciate it. It was lovely meeting you at Scarefest. We hope to see you there again next year or at I other conventions as we go. Please stop by and say hi. We I will. would love to have you back on the show again sometime. And if anybody wants to check out jessadoesitall.com, right? Yes, jessadoesitall.com. That's me. All right. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Thank you, Jessa. All right, bye. <laughs>